Welcome back. It is a Wednesday, December 16th, 2020. Gosh, 2020 has been up. It was 9.38 a.m. Thank you for those watching on SportsCast or listening on podcasting platforms. The man to my left, Warner Sanker. What's up, Warner? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. A little cold outside, but it is December. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. Like the first time, like it feels like in Cincinnati, it always snows and you don't know about it. That's the one thing I hate about this. That like one day is 60 degrees and the very next day is 30 degrees. And it's snowing. like, what the, yeah. what the crap, Cincinnati? Um, yesterday we had a fancy basketball draft. I heard somebody is very uh, upset about that. Um, you know, bad at drafting. And you are just absolutely god awful at trades. I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep bringing that up. I'm sorry. I wouldn't say that. Um, yeah, make sure you guys go check that out, though. Um, it's on oh, Sportcaster. You suck in trades. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, now, on, uh, speaking, of, on, uh, speaking of fans, you know, I, I like my team. I think my team's looking kind of nice. I got I acquired Jimmy Butler after the draft. Um, you got a really nice starting five. Jamal Murray is going to be the weak link there. But if he can put up the 90 or 100 um, that I think he can, then you'll have a nice nice starting five. Yeah. Yeah, I feel really good about my team. I also have a couple of guys that feel like if – they're more like high risk, high reward kind of players. Kristaps is one of them. Oladipo is one of them. Blake Griffin is like the ultimate high risk, high reward uh, player. Even with Jalen Brown, though, some nights he'll get you like 60 or 70 points. Other nights he'll get you 140. Um. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, speaking, yeah, the guy we're talking about is Warren, who, if you guys recall, uh, he literally. He missed that one draft. It, it was one pick before me. Actually, can I look at the draft and give you guys a little draft recap if you missed it? Don't reset drafts. I was about to click that. War would have been so happy. I'm so excited. Um, it was in the third round. Warren, as you guys can see, he's one pick before me. This is him. He picks Pascal. Siakam. I was like, okay, you know, Jimmy Butler, he'll fall to me. I mean, not Jimmy Butler. You know, Jason, Tatum. Jason Tatum, he'll fall to me. Fine by that. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like my team going into the start of the season. Um, in about half an hour, so 10 after the hour, Myron Barker Jr. will be on the show to talk about some Giannis news. Harden and we'll talk a little trash about his fancy team, who I practically own his fancy team now. I'm joking. I made one trade, maybe two. Maybe two. Um, but yeah, let's get started. So we have power rankings for you guys today. Um, and uh, yeah, let's get into it. We have power rankings and then we'll go over to um, what's your McCall? What's that power rankings? Is that college football? Yep, college football playoffs. And then uh, Myron will be on with us. So let's start with 32 through 20. Warner, go through your teams if you have any notes for. Uh, like go back ah, crap. I messed up. Ah, spoiler. Uh, go through your teams. Um, 32. Yeah, I got you. Um, they like say each number so that we don't leave our uh guys watching listening on this uh podcast. I got you. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so at number 32, I've got the Jets. They're pretty much locked in there at this point, unless they win a game or two and the Bengals play like they've played without Burrow recently. Um, the Bengals are the 31 first team. Jags are 30. Cowboys are 29. Those teams did not move. The Lions dropped down two spots to number 28. The Eagles rose up one. Uh, yeah, they beat the Saints. The Saints are a really good team, but um, they still have big, big flaws, and, and you can't raise them up past, say, the Panthers or the Broncos or the Texans because, honestly, if they played each other, I would probably pick the Panthers, Broncos, or Texans to beat them. Um, the Panthers did drop down seven spots, though, this week. I'm I'm just done with the Panthers. Um, I, I thought they were, uh, uh, you know, I thought they could they could hang in there and, and make it hard on a few teams that were fighting for the playoffs, but they're they're done. They're the 26th team. Uh, the Broncos are number 25. The Texans are number 24. The Bears move up four spots um, after their dominating win over the Texans to uh, number 23. The Giants stay at number 22. Um, when they get Daniel Jones back healthy, they we will see the true identity of that team. He played, um, by the way, against Arizona. 
but I mean, like, really, really, he was he was cooking earlier this year. He was he was cooking earlier this year. Oh, okay. Was he was cool. having some moments. Um, the Chargers stay at, at number twenty-one, and the Falcons stay at number twenty-four. Um, no change there. All right, uh, my turn. Huh? I gotta fix my light. A little too bright for me. Uh, number thirty-two, the Bengals. I've given up on the Bengals. Zach Taylor needs to get fired immediately. And this guy, well, he, he's not necessarily a terrible coach. He's just like a. He needs to be fired immediately. He, he's like a painfully mediocre he needs, coach. He, he needs to be. He needs to be fired. I've seen enough of Zach Taylor. They don't have an identity whatsoever. The team doesn't look like they like playing for him. I'm being honest with like Brian Flores last year. He got that team to want to play for him. Like a team that was god awful last year that shouldn't have won a game last year. Won what five games last year? Imagine um, like they went fifteen and one. They went five and eleven. Right. Um, see, I'm just giving up on them, and at least the Jets, for the most part, are competitive or somewhat competitive in the slightest. Um, and the Jets are 31. Adam Gates should be fired as well. He will be, hopefully. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars drop down spots to number 30. Um, I feel like they're just, even if they really tank, unless they tank, I mean, unless they like win games and fall outside the top five, I think they're going to get Justin Fields regardless. Um, because you look at number three right now, I think it's the Bengals. They don't need another quarterback. The Cowboys have hey, unless unless the Jets ruin their tank and they can get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. The Jags are looking at a franchise quarterback here in the top two picks. Number 29, the Cowboys. Yeah, they won this week, but they dropped down a spot for me. He beat the Bengals. And I liked what my number 27 team did this week, who I'll talk about in a second. Number 28, the Lions. If they, if Matt Stafford is potentially gone for the rest of the year, then they're in this tier with the Cowboys, Jags, Jets, Bengals. Because without Matthew Stafford, who's played like a top 10 quarterback this year, this offense is pedestrious um, and the defense is god awful as well. Number 27, you got the Eagles, Jayla Hurts. I hate, I hate the narrative. It's kind of sort of true, but I hate the narrative that the Eagles played well because Carson Wentz didn't start. I hate that. But it, it's what it looks like. And Jalen Hurts, he's a leader. He has that hit factor that just wasn't really apparent with Carson Wentz. Number 26, the Panthers. We have the same spot. But I told you last week, you were like, huh, the Panthers, they're kind of low. Oh, my God. And as always, I saw the writing on the wall before you did. And I'm right. But they still drop a few spots. Drew Locke was doing anything he wanted to do against that Panthers team who moved up to 25. The Broncos are 25. Drew Locke is kind of like, finagling his way to like showing the Broncos, hey, I can be a starter still, similar to the number he 20. He does have a lot of talent. He just is not, he's not very polished on that talent and he has stuff to develop in terms of the mental side of the game. Yeah, well. including the quarterback for the number 23. I want to revisit the Panthers real quick. That is concerning though. Um, that young defense, uh, you've got really young pass rushers. Um, three of them, I think, that have come out in the last two drafts. Um, and you've got really young secondary uh, potential rookie of the year candidate in Jeremy Chin after that big two touchdown game he had a few weeks ago. But they really need this this young defense to start shaping up because they've got guys like the Shaq reason why they spent all their draft picks on defense this year. Uh, they, but, you know, they, they've got guys like Shaq Thompson who can still contribute. He's a really good linebacker, but he is aging. And if this defense can all mold together, at the right time, and they can get the offensive playmakers, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey really going, Robbie Anderson really going, and this team could be poised to make a run with the playoffs depending on their quarterback play. Now, that's a big if, but um, with we, we've seen that average to mediocre quarterbacks can at least go deep into the playoffs or even to the Super Bowl with a good – with explosive weapons – and a good defense. I mean, look at Jared Goff a few years ago. Yeah, fair point. Um, number 24, the Giants, they dropped down a few spots. They just didn't, they got out physical by the Cardinals this week. Daniel Jones coming off the injury. He looked like Daniel Jones before that maybe two, three week stretch uh, where they're on that winning streak. Um, the Bears up three spots. They practically make up for the three spots that were taken by the Giants and the Panthers to 23. Well, actually, no, that Giants one is false. I meant the Panthers. Um, 
But the Bears went up to 23. Mitchell Trubisky, similar to Drew Locke, is like saying, hey, maybe I can be a starting quarterback still. Um, maybe don't draft a quarterback in the first round next year. Um, he played solid on Sunday against the Texans, who uh, who don't really have a defense. Whatever defense they had is gone. J.J. Watt has really – I mean, he's just getting double-teamed. They have no help outside of J.J. Watt. I'm going through the Atlanta Falcons. They dropped down two spots. Uh, I'm going to take back – I'm you're, you're going to see this in, in our next mock draft. I'm going to take back – they got to draft a quarterback. Matt Ryan, he is, like, really regressing. That's the one thing Warner might have said that's somewhat accurate recently might i i do admit i am on a very very cold streak um but oh. busy times busy I, times wait you know the uh the gucci and uh jeezy song so i say that's you my god uh the the chargers move up to 21 nothing really much to talk about here uh the the uh who's the worst choke job was in action between the chargers and the falcons on sunday uh, by the way, did you get hey, special teams though? Did you see? Did you see the tweet about like the Falcons tweeted out? Um, when, uh, <laughs> it was like the Spider Mans who are pointing at each other, and one said Chargers, one said Falcons. I would get it if a fan did that, but the but the Falcons, or, did. or even like the Saints or another team in their division, right. or like the Chiefs did that. But the fact they did it to themselves though. <laughs> They did it. Oh my God, that sucks. This is a dysfunctional organization. The Texans dropped down a spot. Um, Deshaun Watson, who's played like a top five quarterback for the past 10 weeks of the season, he's just running for his life right now. The weapons, especially with uh, crap, Will Fuller suspended for the rest of the year. Uh, Randall Cobb on IR, who, I mean, I don't know why they thought it was replaced. Hey, the. the... <sighs> It's really unfortunate for Randall Cobb. He's a really explosive receiver, and, and he's a really good receiver, but he's just always injured. Um, I, I think that's why he's not on the Packers anymore, and that's why he didn't get himself a big contract either, because he is just always hurt. Yep. Let's move into the top 19. Um, Warner, go ahead with your 19 through 9. Yep. Uh, so the 49ers are my number 19 team. They uh, dropped one spot. The Patriots also dropped a spot to number 18. The Washington football team uh, came up into six, uh, six spots to the number 17 spot. Um, the Raiders dropped down two to number 16. The Vikings moved up one, and the Dolphins moved up one, being 15 and 14. Um, the Titans uh, stay where they are at number 13. The Cardinals stay where they are at number 12. The Browns dropped two. Um, disappointing loss for them, but they are still the number 11 team. Um, the Ravens showed us why they were so good last year in the regular season. They end up moving up a spot, and the Colts move up a spot as well uh, to number nine on the list. Yeah, um, for me, uh, the my number 19 team is the uh, – who is my number 19 team? It's also the Niners. Yep, I have the Niners. They dropped down a spot. This is really just like uh, they just got to reload in the offseason, really um, get healthy. They got to have a high draft pick, which is probably to their favor. Too much it'd be 2018 all over again. Injuries, bad record. You, know, you get a high draft pick, hey. and you run it back. Last year they went to the Super Bowl. Expect the Niners to be high on our list going into next year. Number 18, a Washington football team. They move up six spots for both of us, except I had them a spot lower last week, I believe, which is why they're 18 for me and 17 for Warner. Um, this defense is real, especially the pass rush. Chase Young, if we got a full season of him, goodness, watch out. He is just Jadavion Clowney compared to like what Clowney was supposed to be coming out compared to Chase. I Chase Young has been phenomenal. Number 17, the Patriots are going to stay right here at number 17 like they've been here for a few weeks now. The Raiders dropped down three spots to number 16 for me. Um, look, they're uh, Greg Williams being Greg Williams and the Jets trying to keep the take-a-thon on, pun intended, um, from being six and seven and practically out of the AFC wildcard picture. Um yeah. They are not playing well in the last few weeks. They they fired Paul Gunther, um, which I mean I guess is fine, but it's not like you're gonna fix the defense in four days and fix an explosive Chargers offense on Thursday night football. Um, the Dolphins they stay put at 15. Um, 
they have a really tough schedule. We're going to find a lot about them down the stretch. You got the Bills because close the year. You got the Raiders, and you have crap. Who's the other game? It's another really tough game. Oh, yeah, the Patriots, which is always going to be a tough game for um, any AFC East opponent, if we're being honest. Um, the Vikings, well, I mean, if you want to say there's one AFC East opponent that doesn't have a problem with the Patriots late in the season, it would be the Dolphins. In Miami. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Number 14 is the Vikings. Um, look, the Vikings, that's not really a game where you can come out of the game and be like, hey, the Dolphins, I mean, the Vikings suck. Um, Dan Bailey, I think he missed four field goals and an extra point. That's a, if it, but if I'm accurate, it might be three field goals and an extra point, but if I'm accurate on the four and an extra point, they win the game if he makes those. Uh, Dan Bailey's been one of the better kickers of the decade. So, you know, this may just be an off game for him. But, yeah, number 13, the Cardinals. This is really just because the Raiders sucked so bad, and I would pick the Cardinals against the other two teams. Moving on, Kyler looked better. Still looking for that Kyler Murray-type performance. Number 12, the Colts moved down one spot. Nothing really because of them. They're the most solid team, again, using that using that uh, phrase. They're the most solid team in the NFL. The Titans dropped down a spot. The Browns dropped down a spot. So 10, 11, 12 is the Browns' Titans. Two teams, the Browns beat twice. I think you're overreacting, Warner, to the Browns' loss. The Colts picked the Browns against the Colts, especially the way Baker Mayfield is playing. If I'm a Browns fan, you know there's no such thing as the moral victory. I hate that term. But um, if you're coming, if you're a Browns fan coming out of that game, you're pumping your chest out a little bit more. Like, yeah, Baker, we were down by two scores, and Baker brought us back twice I want to say 28-14 to 34-20 and Baker brought us back twice Baker has been absolutely phenomenal the past three weeks that's four or five but really really since that Bengals game he's been incredible playing like a top 10 potential quarterback since then it's not that we have his seen since his, the end of his rookie year which is why they had so much hype last year number nine the Ravens um they're not on my Super Bowl contenders here yet because even though people are acting like because of how well he played that Greg Roman was an idiot for trying to make him a pocket passer. It's not even that he was forcing him to make him a pocket passer. Greg Roman just knows we face these good teams with great edge speed like Pittsburgh, the way Buffalo's defenses look, that we'll get to them in a second. Um, you have to, Lamar's got to win a game with his arm, and he hasn't done that in his career yet. So if they want to win a Super Bowl, beat Kansas City, you have to win a game with your arm. Let's move on to, uh, one through eight, uh, Warner. One through eight. We have a little bit more of a disagreement this week compared to last week. Warner, one through eight. One through eight. Um, yeah. So uh, my number eight team is the Bucks. They do not move um, after last week. The Steelers dropped down three spots. Their second loss in a row. Uh, really disappointed in the Steelers, but you had to see it was coming. The, expo- the offense is just not explosive. Um, without the run game, they have really explosive receivers. Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool are really, really explosive. And they have the reliable target in Juju Smith-Schuster. But uh, that being said, Deontay Johnson got benched um, last last game because of uh, the drops and the, the poor play. So they need to get all these receivers in the game. Big Ben is not the same Big Ben um, who's apparently better than Aaron Rodgers, according to our friend uh, Warren. Um, and so – uh, for that reason, they're going to fall three spots for this week. The Rams move up one spot to the number six um, six spot. Then the first person in our fringe Super Bowl contender um, tier, or mine at least, the Seahawks stay where they are um, at number five. The Bills move up two to number four. The Saints fall one. The Packers uh, rise one. And the Chiefs, of course, stay at the number one spot. I don't feel like there's much explaining needed there. Um, let's just say Drew Brees has a big impact on that team's outcome. Yeah, so for me, these eight teams are all teams I can see winning a Super Bowl, even though Kansas City is still the, the favorite, which is why they're at legit and everybody else is at fringe. But these eight teams are teams I can see winning a Super Bowl. Like if you say they're going to win a Super Bowl, I can be like, eh, okay, I can see that. Starting with number eight, the Buccaneers, which sucks because on paper, they're probably the second or third most talented team in the league outside of Kansas City. Well, actually, if you take out Kansas City, maybe the first or second most talented team on paper in the NFL. And it seems like they hit their peak 
really early. Like that Packers and Raiders game, the defense is still good, just hasn't played as well since um, maybe that Packers or Raiders game. I mean, yeah, they just haven't played as well. Number seven, the Steelers, they fall down three spots. Um, it When you look at the Steelers, it just looks like, and I need to cut my camera off, uh, it just looks like with Pittsburgh, um, again, they're missing time on defense due to injuries, and offensively, you can, they can't run the ball at all, and as my door is shutting, they can't run the ball at all, and while we talk about the explosiveness and how talented their receivers are, they lead the league in drops by double digits, which is a problem. Um, Number six, the Seahawks, they dropped down a spot. Number five, the Rams, they moved up two spots. I bumped the Rams over the Seahawks because, first, the Seahawks beat the Rams. I mean, crap, the Rams beat the Seahawks. That's true. One. Two, the Rams are like that team in the NFC. And Warner hates when I say this. I think it's true, though. The Rams are like the team where it's like they match up so good with everybody, at least in terms of their defense against your offense. Because they're not the Bucks, like this. Which one? The Saints match up so well with the Bucks. The Bucks like to blitz a lot and to get pressure. And Breeze is gonna keep the ball out of his hands so lightning fast. The Rams, they don't blitz a lot because they have freaking. They don't need to. Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, Leonard Floyd, and they have a shutdown. These still the best corner in football, Jalen Ramsey on the outside, and then offensively, I still want to see that game where it's a shootout, similar to that Browns-Ravens game where Jared Jared Goff, excuse me, is going to have to win them a game. I'm, I'm still looking for that for me to pull all my stock into this Rams team, but this defense is really, really good. Number four, yeah. the, number four, the Bills, they move up two spots. This was a statement win. I feel like they missed this year. I guess all the top contenders in the AFC, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, kind of dominate them. The score won't say that, but the Chiefs just ran the ball all day on the Bills. The Titans beat the dog crap out of the Bills. And, yeah, as Warren's, Warner sinks it to the floor, that's what the Bills did in those two games. But this was a statement win for the Bills. Brian Dable just continues to improve his stock, uh, making some critical halftime adjustments. And the defense has came alive these past few weeks. This is a team, Warner, that going into the season, if you recall, we were saying, hey, if the, we know what the defense is. Can the offense do it, be something? And if so, they could be a Super Bowl contender. It was the flip for the start of the year, and now it feels like everything is coming together. Uh, Tredavious White's played a lot better recently as well. Number three, the Saints. Number two, the Packers. They move up a spot. Number one, the Chiefs. The Saints, they need Breeze. If they have Breeze, the team is now healthy. The defense is playing well. I think the Saints-Packers game will be a toss-up. I'm leaning more Saints, much to Warren's, Warner's dislike. Um, That's just because you don't like the Packers. So I always talk about them, so I, I understand that. Um, but yeah, I will was... say, I will say, um, the the I saw this stat. Now I'm not saying this is, you know, 100 true or, or that the defense is lazy or anything. But the defense gives up about 20, 22 points uh, per game with Breeze healthy. It was only giving up uh, 15 point, I think seven, uh, when he was not on the field. And also um, with the past few years in late season to uh, late season to playoffs, Drew Brees and that Saints offense has not showed up. So I think that's something to watch out for. I'm not necessarily concerned. They are still the number three team in the league, but we were talking about explosive plays with the Rams. I think the same can be said with the Saints. Um, yeah, now let's get into, we have a couple more things before we get our next guest on the show. Um, okay. So after doing Gowers, here's Mr. Colin Coward. Oh, my gosh. Power rankings. And this oh may be. Oh, my goodness. I criticize Stephen A. a lot for his power rankings. Oh, my God, this is terrible. Pittsburgh I really, 10. I really want to know, where were the Steelers? Because I think I think I, if, if I were a betting man, I would say the Steelers were somewhere in the top five when they lost to the football team. Ahead of L.A., Maybe ahead of the Oh, for sure. Pittsburgh, no, Pittsburgh, I guarantee y'all go watch it. Pittsburgh was one before they lost to Washington. Guarantee you. No, I, I know. And, and now I'm saying uh, even after they lost to Washington, I think they were still top five. Now the Bills all of a sudden basically flip flop spots with them. Um, and, and I think 
is also the Ravens should not be anywhere that high. They just they cannot sustain um, a string of four games that they're going to need to win a Super Bowl. They they should not be. See, I would trust Seattle's offense and Russell Wilson more than I would trust Lamar Jackson in that Ravens offense come playoff time. Um, Every team on this list is in the wrong spot. Every single team. Well, for me, not the Rams, I think. Yeah, for me, not the Rams, but every single team, yeah. You can you can debate the Rams, yeah, but the Chiefs should obviously be one. I don't care if you put the Packers or the Saints two, the other one three. They're in the wrong spots. The Bills should be somewhere between, I'd say, four and seven. Um, the, the Ravens should be somewhere between seven and 12. Ten or 12, yeah. Um, the Browns, same thing, seven and 12. Uh, the Bucks should probably be somewhere between – seven and nine, seven and 10. So I don't necessarily disagree with that. The Steelers should still be up there. They haven't just, it's not Steelers like. Steelers should be between five and seven. It's, it's, it's not like the Steelers got like Claypool, Juju, and uh, Big Ben hurt all of a sudden. Uh, they still have a viable team. This is really obnoxious. Also, can I comment on their setup? Yeah. That just sure. doesn't look comfortable. I mean, I'm here standing. I like standing. I like moving. But it, it's just like box desks. And, yeah, it's not, It's nice wood. It's a nice look. But then what are the chairs for in the middle? Who should, Who sits in the chairs? Yes. All right, really quickly, yeah, I get to college football right quick. Uh, we have um, – so, yeah, let's talk about some college football right quick. So, the college football playoff uh, power rankings are – Committee rankings, selection committee came out yesterday. And as we look at this, Warner, first off, what are your initial thoughts? If they have a couple of uh, crazy scenarios that are real and that can happen Saturday, to cause chaos for Saturday because I want, I want chaos. Um, what's your reaction? Chaos is fun. I think, honestly, the top four, I, I, I like it. I think it's the right, right top four. Uh, Alabama, number one, definitely. Clemson, Notre Dame, you can debate those two. Trevor Lawrence did miss the game. They played against each other, but I think you still got to give – uh, Notre Dame credit for beating Clemson, put them in number two, Clemson three, Ohio State hasn't played enough yet. They still are a loaded roster that is undefeated. I think they are easily the number four team. Um, and the, the rest of the rankings, they are where they are. But let, let's just say there's a heavy SEC presence in the top 15. I have a couple of juice name scenarios for you, all right? Scenario number one. Okay, and here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell you a scenario, one game, and then you like play out the other major games, like the SEC championship, all those games, right? Gotcha. Number one, Notre Dame beats Clemson again. And what happens, like Alabama, Florida, SEC title game, O State, Northwestern, and then, yeah, just play out in UC, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Iowa State. How does that play out if Notre Dame beats Clemson a second time? Okay, um, so if Notre Dame beats Clemson again and Alabama and Ohio State still win their their games, as long as Notre Dame doesn't beat Clemson by a good three-plus three scores, then I think you still got to keep them both in the playoffs. I think you drop Clemson to the number four seed. You put Ohio State at number uh, three, and depending on how Alabama plays and their championship game, you put them either at two or one. I think you should give more credit to Notre Dame for beating Clemson than you should penalize Clemson for losing. Yes, it's the second time, but this is really the first time they've been Clemson. They, they were they were just another college team before that. That's interesting you said it, but and, and I guess that probably should be the way it is, but I'm going to go off the base off the committee's track record. I think if Clemson loses on Saturday, I don't think they'll get in. They'll be in that chunk of teams that have a chance to get in, but it's really hard for you to be a two-loss team, non-conference champion to get in. Um, so I'm going to take Clemson out. If I, I would stay, I think the big 12 title game is going to be big. Um, you know, let's say I'm going to be, I'm going to be biased. Oklahoma beats Iowa State. We played really good since the beginning of the year. The defense played a lot better. Let's say we beat Iowa State. Um, crap. Looking at it. O Ohio State, they beat Northwestern. UC beats Tulsa. Now you're looking at a three-team pool, probably UC, Oklahoma, Alabama's going to beat the dog crap out of Florida. So take Florida out of the mix. UC, Oklahoma, AM, and probably Clemson. Um, I'm, no, Cal USC, you know they're undefeated. They're number 13. That's 
nine spots. That's too much. That's too big of a jump to go from 13 to four in a week. And even the Coastal Carolina wins. We're getting a lot of praise right now. That's eight spots. That's too big of a jump. And oh, they beat BYU. Oh, Zach Wilson's supposed to be a really good quarterback in the Okay, come on. Um, and AM, I think you kind of have to take them out because do we want we saw Bama and AM play a few weeks ago and Alabama killed, killed Texas AM. I'm not sure we want to see that. So this is a great scenario. Uh scenario number two, Warner. I think this is a scenario for you or a, a supposed Clemson fan. Um that really benefits you. Notre Dame still beats Clemson, but Northwestern does the unthinkable and upsets. Oh, Ohio State's done. If they lose to Northwestern, having only played, what, four or five games so far this year, they are done. They are done, though. Um, give me one second. I need to make sure that my computer is not about to die. It should be charging. Um, but, yeah, if if – if these guys miss, if they, if Ohio State loses, do you? And okay, uh, Warner, I think we had technical difficulties with him, but I'm gonna go here. Um, Clemson, Ohio State. Um, if they both lose, I think this is the scenario. If Texas for Texas A&M to potentially get in the uh, college football playoffs, because I think then you could potentially think about them getting the third seed in the in the race for the chase, if that's what it's called. Um, I, and then I think the Big 12 champion has a real shot to get in. And, and then you, that really becomes a debate um, for, you know, Clemson, a two loss non-conference champion Clemson getting in over a two-loss conference champion Big 12 team, especially if it's Iowa State um, in there. Um, you know, look, looking at the rest of these rankings, uh, A&M five, Iowa State six. I think Florida's still kind of high. Georgia's really high still, and I, I think that's kind of fool's gold. I don't think if Cincinnati and Oklahoma win their conference championships. I don't think Georgia should finish higher than those two teams. Um, George, and again, that's another situation. We saw Georgia and uh, in Alabama. Alabama killed Georgia. It was about 28, no, it was about like 21. Still, it doesn't matter. Um, and again, going back to Oklahoma, another case for our resume, knocked off Oklahoma State pretty convincingly. Texas, two top 20 ranked teams in the nation. And then you knock off the number six team in the country. I think that is enough. If this doomsday scenario were to happen where Clemson and Ohio State, or even one of them, just one of them, right, were to win the college football playoffs, um, I mean, were to lose the, their uh, conference title game, I think that really opens it up for Oklahoma, even for Cincinnati. They had a really good win against a ranked SMU team at the time. SMU is obviously no longer ranked. Um, and Tulsa, who's currently number 23 ranked in the country, if they can beat the crap out of Tulsa this week, that would be a great win. Um, and I know people are going to talk about, hey, what about USC? Hey, what about Northwestern? Even if they win their, their conference titles, unless UC loses, Iowa State loses. Even then, I don't think I, don't, I just don't see it happening. USC, they're number thirteen. They have to jump nine spots to get to number four. And the uh, committee, the selection committee, seems to be like, "Hey, Pac-12, screw you. You guys are frauds." Uh, I believe they're the only conference. I think Oklahoma didn't win one, but I mean, the Pac-12 are pretty much frauds, really. Um, and then you look at Northwestern, they're 10 spots back. And yeah, you, you beat in Ohio State, but if they were to win, but Georgia is number eight, they're going to put Georgia above Northwestern. Florida is number seven. They're going to put Florida above no Northwestern. Even if Florida loses, I think, as long as it's relatively close, I think Florida still might uh, win. Uh, I mean, still might get in over Northwestern. Um and then um, 
the, a Big 12 champion, a Big 12 champion, you know, they would probably get in over a Northwestern. And I just, I just don't see it. I think the road to number four for Northwestern is just too, it's too, it's too hard. They're, they're 10 spots back. They're behind Coastal Carolina for, for Christ's sakes. And Indiana, who, if I, be, if I remember correctly, I believe Northwestern, let's look at the schedule. Uh, Maryland won by 40. Iowa, a ranked Iowa, who's currently number 16. They won. Uh, Nebraska beat them. Purdue beat them. Beat Wisconsin, who at the time was really good. Um, Wisconsin's kind of fallen off due to COVID and what and what have you. Um, Michigan State was a loss. Yes, if they beat Michigan State and somehow not lose that game, I think Northwestern could have, you know, finagled some kind of way to get inside of the uh, end of the college football playoff rankings. Because, I mean, that, that, that's just a loss you can't have. And Michigan State really kind of manhandled them that week. Let me, let me find the week that game they were number eight they were number eight before they lost to north what to uh uh michigan state they're number eight in the country in great position in great position to make the college football playoffs they were behind florida who if northwestern had not lost in michigan state uh you look at i uh crap northwestern northwestern might potentially be number six in the country right now. And if they beat, uh, if they beat, crap, my words today, if they beat Ohio State, my gosh, my words. Um, yeah, if they beat Ohio State, they will be in prime positioning to get in the college football playoffs. Um, all right, so we're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. This is Sports Headlines. Brought to you by Podgo, the most the easiest way to monetize your podcast. We'll be right back with Myron Barker Jr. on the other line. Be right back. All right, welcome back. We are back. Warner kind of, sort of, maybe not really has his technical difficulties fixed out. But anyway, you don't, you guys should start me going in depth on college football playoff rankings. But our next guest. He is a man who likes to talk about basketball and pretty much basketball only. And the Bengals. And the Bengals. Our next guest. <laughs> oh, crap. I was about to leave the meet. Oh, wow. That, I, I talk about you not being able to work technology. Look at me. Um, our next guest, Myron Barker Jr. Yeah! I think. There we go. Yeah! You're catching. Man, he's sideways. You're sideways, buddy. You're sideways. Yeah, we got it. Okay. I got it. 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 We got it. Okay. All right. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hey, Myron, I hate to greet you with some bad news, but the Bengals just put Geno Atkins on. Yeah, I literally just saw. That's why I was so close to my screen. You know what? It's just pain all around. I'm I'm just accepting the L's at this point. I'm just It's not like it matters in the end. Joe Burrow's gone. You're not going to Yeah, I know. Bro tore every ligament in his leg. I thought we was at least going to win six games. There goes that. It's funny because the Chargers are only going to win probably six or seven games this year. But funny for my dad, also last year, when we were like talking about the AFC North, he said Bengals last year before Burrow. He said, you know, I, the Bengals, we got A.J. Greenback, I mean, Tyler Boyd. We might go 10 and 6. <laughs> Did he actually say that? Oh, you know, my gosh. I, uh, A.J. Green disappointed me so much. It's not even funny. A.J. I'm Green and Tyler lie. Boyd. It's not even A.J. It's more Zach Taylor. Hashtag fire Zach Taylor. Um, I'm with that. I'm with that. I'm with that. There's no identity. Fire Zach Taylor immediately. Myra got the Aaron Rodgers setup going on. I like it. I like it. <laughs> the vertical screen. Right, the, the vertical screen. Aaron Rodgers setup. Like leaning down the camera too. I like it. I like it. Um, that's just the best thing. But, let, but let's can't, get, can't blame them. Let's talk about what, what we have you on for. Well, we have maybe 20 minutes at the most. So 
Let's start off with the big news of yesterday. Giannis Antetokounmpo gets signed. He signs a massive five-year, uh, $228 million Supermax extension. Um, he has a player option after the fourth year, which, I mean, unless he really hates Milwaukee, he's going to take his freaking $51 million. <laughs> the fifth year of the contract. What's your thoughts on a deal, and how does that uh, – how does that affect other potential news, including James Harden? I definitely don't think he should have signed it. It take that took all the pressure off of Milwaukee. Now Milwaukee know they got him locked down. And with him with him not signing it, that put more pressure on him to build a winning team. That was probably the main that was probably the main reason that they had that they ended up getting Drew Holiday. Cause they had to make a move to put them in a winning position. So with him doing that, they, that makes him too comfortable. He definitely should have should have did that. Yeah, and um, now that you brought that up, like I, I said, Drew Holiday doesn't really fix it. It was more like a panic move, but at least for the Bucks, they did it on like some gonna... team where I forget the name. Uh, <laughs> Warner. Yeah, um, the Drew Holiday move, it's it's going to help them, but it's not going to get them over the hump. And um, unless Giannis somehow de- develops a three point shot, like a guy like James Harden or Steph Curry. Oh, 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 okay. that's, that's, I don't think he got to take it to the next I mean, he could, if he just became like a slightly below average shooter, I think we would be good. He don't got to be Steph. Right. I think he, I think Actually, he's, he's he's like what 30, 31 percent right now. He shoots like two threes a game. I'm about to say like, he needs to take like four. I would say like three to four, at least three to four. Right, and actually, funny like Tony Parker. I always I always love the brain stuff because Tony Parker, very similar, starting off his crap like in terms of like, like shot tendencies. He could not shoot a jumper at all. He just developed like a little little famous 15-footer that he'll just love to take, and that was good enough to help the Spurs win a title. But He wasn't the focal point, though. They still had a guy named Tim Duncan on the that finals team. MVP. Shut up. Um, my, he wasn't the focal point at that <laughs> point, though. But see, you didn't bring the finals MVP into this. He still wasn't the focal point. Um, James Harden <laughs> plays his first game yesterday. Before we talk about the Rockets and how they could potentially be decent with now Harden is back in a loaded Western Conference, um, does this move affect Harden potentially wanting to be traded at all? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I think he's still going to want to be traded. Houston has to trade him. Even if he is going to start – even if he is playing, they have to trade him. That's just bad in the locker room. You don't want somebody there who doesn't want to be there. Especially if it's the star of your team. I'm going to add to that. I don't think he's going to the Bucks if that's what you're inferring. No. Because they don't have anybody to give up for him. I was say, uh, how do you go get him? We got Drew Holiday in the first I mean, round. shoot, yeah, they paying Giannis $51 million in five years. It's because I feel like teams now that were in the Giannis hunt, they kind of have to be like, okay, he's off my board. We got to go get the next best guy. And that's why I was thinking maybe – that's how James Harden, not not from his perspective necessarily. He's, he's, Harden to Miami. That's, that's, what, that's what everyone Miami? wants to say. I, I Harden don't like to the, Golden State. Just replace no. all Giannis's teams. But even for those teams that want to get him, they're still not under pressure. It's all on the Rockets. The Rockets have to trade him because I know obviously he's still under contract. But like I said, you're not just going to have that money sitting on your bench, not playing him, or him not playing to his fullest potential because he doesn't want to be there. That's yeah. a cancer in the locker room. So you, the pressure you know, is still you know on Houston. You know what they should do. <laughs> Get Bradley Beal on some change and just switch teams. (laughs) By the way, um, other news, the Supreme Court has agreed to hear the NCAA uh, athlete compensation case. It's going to happen next year, 2021. Uh, I told you. I told What did I say (laughs) when when we met with Malik? I said 2020 is just a year we're all going to forget. And as soon as midnight on New Year's Day hits, we're going to be like, the vaccine's going to be here. It's going to be erased. And we're going to look back like, what in the... What to be the, fair, the vaccine's already here. But, but for, for people like us three, teenagers who are, who are young and healthy... Um, Not about the Division One athletes, Warner. You're still healthy. And so, and, and for that reason... Um, uh, I, we're not going to get the vaccine for a while, but um. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were. I was talking about. I thought you were referring to uh, the uh, college basketball piece. That's why. Oh I, no, no, it's 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 just for all NCAA players. Um, the case is going to be argued in 2021 with a decision expected before the end of June. So the first six months of 2021, 
we're going to have COVID vaccinations. We're going to have a new president and we're going to have an NCAA. Told you, we're just going to forget 2020. This year does not exist. This this year will be, this, this year will be like four pages in a, in a textbook and we still have those next generation. Warner, you know, Myron, you guys know Warner, you guys can't go and use technology without reading the 500 page manual. All right, all right, all right. Bro, bro, we're it'll not going to talk it'll about be like, It'll be like, it'll be like 500 words of a PDF um, on a laptop. How about that? No. I have never once read one of those. Nope. No, <laughs> I, I just sign them and keep it pushing. I've never once read one. Um, but let's talk more. Let's go back to the Rockets a little bit. Last night, get again, it was preseason, but you know, these players, especially the players that didn't really go deep into the playoffs, they're, they're playing a lot more than usual in these preseason games. We saw a sneak peek of the Rockets starting five with Wall, Harden, Eric Gordon finally starting, uh, PJ Tucker and Demarcus Cousins. Boogie's looking like some resemblance of Pelicans Boogie. What is the peak for this Rockets team in a crowded Western Conference? With the Harden trade? No, no. no. If Harden stays, which I don't, th- I don't think we think he will, but if he stays, what's the peak for this team? I if he, he stays will. for the whole season and plays to his fullest potential, I said, well, they, they're not going to get any better than they did last year unless Boogie really comes out doing it. Because, like, pre- obviously – Exactly. So, like, we're, obviously, we're he's seeing, doing nice we're and We're not preseason. seeing Pelicans boogie ever again, or or Kings boogie. No, I'm not even. I'm not expecting that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying we're gonna see, but dang, what are you just a hater? I say peak if they all play their full potential. Peak is probably about a fourth seed, okay. fourth to fifth seed. And and I think it's really important to bring up like if Harden stays. I think that's part of the reason why many people, including us yesterday, have them. At least I don't think we went through one through it. We could do that if you guys want. Um, yeah, maybe in our 15 minutes. But I think that's why a lot of people had them at best, like seventh or eighth in the West, because we don't know Harden's situation and what they could get back if he were to be traded. Um, and, and, yeah, if you if you think about it, if Harden plays poorly and only averages like twenty five points per game, which yes, yeah, is really terrible. That's funny that that's poorly for him. <laughs> that's funny. But if he doesn't average his usual thirty three um, per game, and then and, and you know shooting percentages go down. And, and, the teams are going to have to give up less to trade for him because he's not going to be as valuable. That might help him get out of there quicker. That, I, I, would, saying, like I would say that would be fair for like – That he's argument is – Go ahead. Go ahead. Jesus. How many times get interrupt each other? But I would say that argument is fair. If we're talking about another player, we're talking about James Harden, like the most one of the most prolific scorers of the decade. So I don't think you can be so discouraged and thrown off by – Half a bad, half a year of a bad performance. This is James Harden. We're still talking about. If this was it. two, three years of this, then I can see what you're saying. But I don't yeah. think Here, here's, here's what I'm gonna say though. If if James Harden again, they're still gonna get a boatload of, of of picks, players, or a combination of them for James Harden, even if he only averages 25 to 28. But what I'm saying is, we've seen him go cold and not show up in in times before. If he does that, I believe if he does that, like up until the trade deadline, from from day one to the trade deadline, maybe has a few boom games. Like, oh, he still has it. Oh, but now he's only averaging twenty four. Then I think they're they're gonna have they're, they're not gonna ha- be able to demand as much for him. Now that's unlikely, and it's a big tampering issue. But it, I think it, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Even if that did happen, though, like I feel like for one, the team, the Rockets, going to get finesse. I'm not going to lie because they have they have to trade them. So the team, the whole NBA knows, like y'all have to trade them for whatever we give y'all, whether y'all like the deal or not, because you're not going to keep them the whole season. Especially, I feel like, especially next this, year if, if they do exactly. Especially this, next year. this is kind of like Kyrie. Like I feel like they with Cleveland, they could have got more for Kyrie, but Kyrie was so <laughs> gone. That it was like, like this deal is kind of okay, which it really wasn't. You pretty much got contact. It J Crowder because we because we thought I ain't gonna lie, we all thought we finessed. We I'm a bro. We all thought I know, we, we, we was like we got thirty deal. points per game. We got this pick. We got on to Zizic. He, hey, we were, I don't know why we were so proud of him. I don't know. There was literally no reason for that, but we really thought he was gonna be something. And Isaiah Thomas was really disappointing. Honestly, it was just the over. It was just the injuries from Boston. The, I, it was I really because the Celtics never – they never talked about how severe his injury really was. They made it seem like it wasn't as bad as it was. But then he came, and he was still limping on the court. Yeah, I think people forget how, like, not dominant 
but like elite Isaiah Thomas was in that MVP think, caliber season. Think kind of I, I get I get kind of a comparison to uh, Charlotte Hornets Kemba Walker. Now I'm not saying that's that's like oh he goes to another team and now this all of a sudden he's the second or third option and he's a scrub now. But but what I'm saying and I'm not saying Kemba Walker's a scrub either. But what I'm saying is, think of him the the smaller point guard who can just who shoots lights out, who makes plays and, and averages a really really good clip. Um, and then they go to another team where they're not necessarily the focal point, and and they kind of slip off and take take a back seat. And then you combine that with the injury, and and it's it's just game over for Isaiah Thomas. And at the same time, though, that Celtics team was built for him. Like with him being five five nine. He was a liability on defense, but they covered that up with defenders like Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder. And then, yes, for real. But then when he came to the Cavs, we're one of the worst defensive teams in the league that year. And which well, this is one a good year. Feel like playing defense. Okay, I, we're, we're not going to talk about LeBron. Which is why, really, I think I think looking back at hindsight, Frank Vogel was the perfect hiring and bringing in AD. So, because a lot of people were kind of criticizing, hey, Ty Lue, they did kind of like finesse him a little bit, tried to cheapskate him a little bit. But Frank Vogel, being an offensive minded coach, AD and Frank Vogel challenging LeBron to play better on defense. I still think LeBron should have gotten all defensive second team this year, but that's neither here nor there. They got him out of his comfort zone, and that's credit to them. I think if he, they had hired Ty Lue, he would have been more in his comfort zone. And um, taking like a real, a huge lead, and basically, we would have saw 2018 was, LeBron defense, and and and, <laughs> and the and the coaching, and kind of what you saw um, from some of those Cavs teams, where you know he just took control of the of the GM, the roster moves, the coaching, game plan, and everything. he still does that. Okay, he, come he on, still, he still does that. But I think um, with Anthony Davis and Frank Vogel taking him out of his comfort zone, I think it put that a little, it subsided a little bit until he picked up his defense and things really started clicking and they got a ring out, out of it. <laughs> um, Myron, a team that we that is not getting a lot of attention at all. We got maybe in our 10 minutes here. The, okay. Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, why do you think that is? Why do you think we're not, a lot of people aren't giving them enough credit it's, for talking about them? It's simply because Pascal got exposed in the bubble last, in the, in the bubble. That that really like it showed all the flaws in his game and how he's supposed to be the leader of that team. The not the leader, but he's supposed to be the best. Kyle yeah, he's the leader, be the best but he's supposed yeah. yeah, he's supposed to be the best player on the team. And with him being exposed, going from what twenty three to fifteen points, there's literally no fifteen points on terrible efficiency as well. And then it was moments where he literally it was coming down to the wire and he choked. Like when he stepped out of bounds at the end of a, like and like thirty seconds left in the game in the close game against the Celtics, things like that. It just really like put him. It put him in everybody's eyes, seeing all the flaws of his game. Now, is so there, I with him. What did I say? Is there any chance, like, well, obviously there's a chance, but what do you think is, if Pascal <laughs> corrects some of his flaws, what do you think Toronto's peak is? I've used that word a lot, but what do you think is Toronto's max potential this year? Can they make a run to the conference finals, maybe even an NBA finals? What, what's their peak? I think their peak, even if he plays like how we expected him to last year, even if he plays like that, I feel like their peak is still second round exit. I don't think they can make it to the conference conference finals with the Nets, the Celtics, and the um, even the Bucks. I, I I would take the Bucks over them. I'm not gonna lie. I take the Sixers over him too. Um, and I don't think that if Pascal can really fix up his game against these elite defending teams and defending players, that he'll play against. Especially in the playoffs, that's when they all that's when the game plan really comes down. Because mm-hmm. having to play a team twice a year is different. I have to play them in a seven game. I love, I love that you brought that up. I think that's a really underrated fact. Like the regular, that's why I say the regular season. Yeah, it matters. Like, because you'll see guys like Pascal who perform really, really well in the regular season, but when the defenses and teams are really focusing in on you. Um, you know, you become a little bit of a shell of yourself come playoff time. Mm-hmm. We even see that with Giannis. Like, we in the playoffs, it really exposes how bad his half-court offense was. Oh, and this happened for hallelujah. Two years. Hallelujah. Thanks. <laughs> this happened for two Lord. years. Straight. Sean's so happy that we finally have a guest that thinks the same way about Giannis as Sean does. Yeah, his no, half-court offense like is everybody... exposed. Thank you, Jesus. And it's like I, with that too. A lot of people keep saying he's young. Well, no, he he's won two MVPs. It's to the point where he has to he has to show us why he was a superstar. He's he he gets that treatment now. 
like there's no more excuses. You have to you have to get your team there at this point. I, I completely you really summed that up very, very well. Yeah, yeah. He's still he's still a young player, but um at the end of the day, man, he, young young is Jalen Brown. Giannis is a two-time MVP. He's Literally. 26 as well. So he's it's, he's it's no excuse for this anymore. No, he, he's beginning to enter the real prime years of your basketball career. Like Thank 25 you. Twenty-five to twenty-nine, thirty-one. LeBron at twenty-six was, the, I think, that was the year. Dallas. We were shredding LeBron for Dallas, and rightfully so. Why are we not shredding Giannis for literally? He for should, being a he should definitely get the same treatment against Toronto and being owned by Jimmy Butler this you know, year. Thank you. All, all we need, all we need now bad. is and, and we'll have four people. Just yelling back and forth, and and it'll be really two versus one, and me sitting here. <laughs> yeah, because that's all Warner does. Um, so another team I think is really underrated, unlike the Raptors, but it's kind of hard because the East is really good this year. The Wizards, Russ, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans, who's really just a sharp shooter who they paid eighty million dollars, I think, whatever it was, mm-hmm. it was too much. Um, Thomas Bryant's played really well. What are your thoughts on the Wizards this year? I told you last, I think the Russell Westbrook trade is really underrated. I think they're really just not looking at it. I feel like that was a good trade, and I feel like I can see them being a six seed. I can see them being a six seed, which, is, which would be good for them, obviously. Especially considering the top five teams mm-hmm. in the East. I mean, you got the Bucs, yeah. the Sixers, the Celtics, and the Raptors. Yeah. yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they did better than the Raptors. Because, like I said, I'm Pascal. Like, he really is like, <laughs> yeah. And, a lot more star power. Kyle yeah, Lowry's getting up there. Even when people forget, too. Field. Yeah, people forget. Even, like, with John Wall, John Wall and Bradley Beal, though they didn't all, they didn't never make it to the finals, they were always a good playoff team and They're a team that gave you some competition in the playoff. And Russell Westbrook, John Wall, pretty similar players, um, obviously. Like, they have some differences. But I feel like they can – they can. what's the word? Repeat. Not, not resemble. Yeah, repeat like repeat the same thing that's happened. So I yeah. feel like they'll be a very good team and a um, team that right. you don't want to play in the playoffs. Twenty seventeen, I'm not gonna lie to you. We were talking about it. I was really conflicted that Wizards Celtics series because obviously that series, it's sister had passed away. He just came out and dropped like Drop 50, 50. <laughs> a casual fifty with the bad hip, and then like that series is one of the better series we've seen in a while. I mean. Like, including Golden State, Cleveland. It's been a lot of really good series, but that was one of my favorites. Game six, John Wall being clutch. Um, he actually said on – with Kenny um, on an episode of uh, Reels on House of Pilots, shout out to them. He said that play was designed for Bradley Beal, but they, uh, Bradley covered that up really well, and he just said – Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and hit the clutch shot. Um, so, is there any other teams that you think are being, you know, either – overlooked and should be should get more attention or we are talking about way too much and should be talked about way less definitely definitely for one the cavaliers i'm t- people are really not <laughs> looking at the cavaliers right now i'm telling you i'm telling you okay well, and like we get it. In, in like 20 years i promise you will be at least the four seed at least the four seed about 20 years Hey, actually, I think the problem is you don't have a LeBron on your team, so you better go get Bronny in a couple years. That'll fix all your problems, I promise you. If we can get a high enough pick, man, that, that lottery was so rigged. I don't care what nobody said. Lottery was rigged. You, it's you not got fair. Strike gold on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, like, like yeah, of course, yeah, the lottery is rigged. They're tired of seeing you guys waste number one. Overall. But we need them. We need them. Hey, I was thinking. I was thinking to myself leading up to the weeks before the lottery. I was thinking, you know, it would be kind of cool to see this narrative of Zion replacing, you know, the king in Cleveland. But, but you're gonna waste them. At the same time, it's it would be a detriment to Zion's career because he he didn't <laughs> have the same reformed game that LeBron had coming out of high school. The passing wasn't there. Now he's a physical, a physical freak, and probably a better athlete than LeBron was coming out, at least in terms of um, you know body mass and and jumping and and, and his hops. Um, I don't remember LeBron hulking out of any shoes during his days in high school. <laughs> bro, but, that was so funny, bro. But, the whole sales of the shoe plumped it like 25% after don't that. Don't wear Paul George's, everybody. <laughs> but um, he is, no, 
playoff piece, Paul George, pandemic piece, Paso Siasa, my God. PG 13%, don't play with them. PG 13%. But, but yeah, you guys have had LeBron, Kyrie, Anthony Penn. <laughs> hey, hey, we skip over that one. And then Wiggins. Um, oh, yeah, Wiggins was a great number one overall pick. Hey, Warner, hey. Uh, at the time, it. they was calling them the, the Canadian Kobe, okay? Things was looking nice. I'm not going to – they was calling them a Canadian Kobe. I never called them that, but it, it, it looks nice. Here's the thing. For, for Kevin Love. <laughs> a, a, lot of, a lot of times, we see these comparisons just – Go way out of proportion. They, I, I think yeah, many, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> that too many young pocket. players are compared to too many Hall of Fame great players. Um, in in the Wiggins case with uh, Zion, or even in the NFL with with you know some running backs or quarterbacks. Um, you I know, think in some cases is justified. So like if you compare, no, okay, wait, you can't compare like the same players. Like you can compare certain aspects of the games, like Luca, the way he controls the game, LeBron, Magic Johnson esque, right? But I can't say Luca is like the next LeBron because Luca is nowhere near as explosive. As and also, I, I think yes. people as well they focus less on the the, the 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 specifics in somebody's game and more on how big you are, what you look like, and who you most look like 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 this. Yeah, really. Like <laughs> even like with the Zion LeBron comparison, like obviously the athleticism and the build is somewhat there, but the passing ability is nowhere near the same. Yeah. Like, I think a much better comparison would be Blake Griffin, but Blake Griffin's is, is a is a, they're just not built the same. Ginger, <laughs> if I say they're not built the same, so nobody's going to compare on that. But that would be a better comparison. Yeah, but I ain't gonna lie, no grandma, grandma, I thought that was kind of harsh. But um, <laughs> but we literally have we Wait, have what? like hold on, hold on. Did you just say what? Warren said Draymond Green. <laughs> Warren or me? Warren. Okay, okay, good. I, I thought Draymond Green. Green. Yeah, he is not play like Draymond Green. <laughs> All right, but yeah, we got like three more minutes. So Warner, uh, go back to the question I asked Myron. Um, who's the team that you know we're kind of underlooking the needs or overlooking needs to be have some more attention or a team that we're talking about way too much that needs to have less uh, good things said about them? Less hype, <laughs> less good things. You guys suck. Um, no, but I I do I do think I. <laughs> It's it's weird because I I've been talking about the Suns a lot. I've been hyping the Suns up a whole lot, um, but I haven't really heard much outside media attention about the Suns. And now, granted, I don't necessarily watch a bunch of ESPN shows or Fox Sports shows because Boy, I, um, <laughs> I don't like them. But um, you know, it's it's just I don't think the media attention for the Suns. Yeah, they got Chris Paul. Yeah, that's great. But I feel like people are just saying. Oh, they got an aging superstar who exceeded expectations, and they don't understand truly what Chris Paul did and what he's going to bring to the Suns. So I think the Suns mm. should be talked about a lot more. Now they're not necessarily up there with the Lakers or the Clippers, but um, I think they still should be up up in the top probably six teams you mentioned in the West at least. Something else people forget about the Suns: DeAndre Ayton missed a good chunk of the first part of the season too yep. last year, and they yep. still made that amazing playoff push. So awesome now with the them three up. leading their team. Shout out to the oh, NBA. Oh, but they lost Kelly Oubre. The, the light-skinned team. <laughs> Shout out to the NBA for continuing to play in. I think it's uh, 7 through 10 this year, I think it is. Yeah, the play is cool. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, uh, for me, a team that I've been really supporting because uh, I love their offseason, I think, especially Hugh Warner, we got to give a lot more credit to them. The Portland Trailblazers, my God. They have one of the better offseasons. They're finally healthy. The last time they were healthy, they were the number three seed in the West. And people forget, when they faced Golden State, they had the lead in every single game in that series. Yes, the they team. won the tip-off, and they got a layup on the first position. No, no I mean, like, in the fourth quarter, <laughs> I, 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 lead in every I, I, I game. And as oh, your I'm boy Dabo Sweeney would say, the, South, the, the Warriors had the heart of a champion. He says that every time in an interview, it drives me nuts. But the, they had the heart of a champion, if you will, which what prevailed them over that series just the experience. Um, they got Nurkic healthy, Canner back again. He was in Boston last year. Now he's back in Portland, it's, so what the heck? It's, um, Ronnie He's gonna be a nice offensive back. piece though on the offensive glass. Ronnie, it's, it's hard for me to hear Nurkish with a straight face after you know LeBron just you know have to make him a screensaver real quick. My bad, I have to mention that. It, uh, it just it had to be mentioned. He said he made him a screensaver. Ronnie, real quick. <laughs> that's what the broadcaster said. He did. Oh, that's what the <laughs> exactly. Um, Austin Carr is a great broadcaster. He's so funny. 
Ronnie Hood is back healthy finally. Zach Collins is going to come back at some point. Melo, you add Derek Jones Jr. and Robert Covington. You still got DJ. Uh, no, it's not pretty. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Portland, let's give them some more love. Um, unless Myron has anything else to say, let's wrap it up. Um, um, yeah, Lakers and five. That's it. Lakers and five. That's all that matters. Lakers and five. Lakers and five. Lakers and five. Lakers get eliminated in five in the first round. What? (laughs) Shut up, one. Thank you for watching Sports Talk. That was our NBA analyst per Myron. That's what he would rather. I I was going to go insider. He said analyst. And be on the lookout for a potential all NBA show. He, he's not an insider. How many connections does Myron have in, hey, hey, in the NBA hey, general? I got ESPN world? plus. All of his connections will be through me. I got you. Um, but we'll be on the lookout for a show from that guy potentially in the future, all about NBA, because we can't talk anything else with him except the Bengals. I quit. Thank you for watching. Hey. Go Burrow for MVP. Probably Thank one you. day. One day. Thank you for watching Football Lines, the most authentic place in sports. Thanks, Myra. And Warner, you suck at everything, especially trades. Uh, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Disrespectful. <laughs>